well, you know, I don't like travel guides that we find in shops. I think they have 10,000 locations, no pictures. And after reading it, you still don't know where you want to go. But I was thinking maybe other people are like me and they don't like them. And maybe I should write the travel guide I would like to find <laughs> before my trip. And that's how I, I wrote my very first travel guide. And my blog became a business. Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week, I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello. My name is Kara, and welcome to episode 24 of the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. There are so many different ways that you can make money while working in travel or tourism, and we've heard a lot of different stories of people who are travel agents or travel planners, women who run their own tour businesses, whether those are multi-day overseas trips or if those are just two to four hour food tours. And we've even heard from a woman who is a travel coach, which is a field within the travel industry that I had never even heard of before speaking with Geneva. And today we're going to hear from a woman who has also paved her own path. She's making money by selling road trip guides to places all over the world. Claire Robinson founded her business Zigzag Road Trips a few years ago, and what started as a side hustle has now evolved into a full-time business. She publishes these road trips in multiple languages, French, German, and English, and she covers destinations as diverse as Oman, Scotland, Slovenia, New Zealand, Iceland, the list goes on, and I'm just so impressed with her ability to grow this business as a solopreneur, and perhaps most impressively, without using social media to promote her business. Claire is very upfront from the get-go that she does not like Instagram, and so she doesn't even have an Instagram account. Instead, she's used other strategies like SEO and content marketing to really build a strong following of clients who continue to return to her to buy these road trip guides. And she makes money in a few different ways as well. And she goes into a lot of detail on how she's grown her business to what it is today, the various ways in which she makes money with her business, and then also the advice she wished she had when she was just starting out as an entrepreneur. So it's a really interesting interview. Claire is just so honest and genuine, and you, I think that really comes across in the way she speaks about her business. And you get a sense that she's got some real morals that she's stuck by and that have guided her in a lot of those business decisions, which I really admire because it's so easy to just fall in line with what everyone else is doing and take not necessarily the easiest route, but one that doesn't necessarily agree with some of your other 
beliefs in life. So I hope you liked this interview. I felt super inspired to, to brainstorm other ways of making money within the travel industry that aren't those typical routes that you go down, like running tours or being a travel planner. There's nothing wrong with those things, but I just find it really fascinating when someone comes in and has done something so completely different, like selling road trip guides online. Lastly, if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this podcast. And of course, please consider recommending it to your friends. Every share is appreciated and it really helps grow this podcast. So it's very appreciated. But I don't want to delay any further as usual. So let's dive right into the interview today with Claire Robinson of Zigzag Road Trips. All right. Hello, Claire. Uh, welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Really happy to have you here and learn all about your side hustle. Bonjour. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here with you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm, I was so intrigued when I came across your business model. And I'm just I'm just want to hear more about the background of how you got started with it. But first, let's hear a little bit about you, where you come from and how you decided to start this business. Okay, well, uh, so long story. Um, maybe first, you know, when I was a little girl, I've never been into travel. I, I enjoy traveling, you know, going to nature, but I, I was never obsessed with travel. And then I started my first career, career, sorry, <laughs> I'm French, as you can hear it, <laughs> um, in uh, engineering. And I became a um, quality assurance manager in medical devices. So I did 10 years in that career. And, um, and that's how I started traveling, actually, thanks to my previous job. So um, I worked for a company in Paris that uh, at the headquarters in Australia. And I moved to Australia. Uh, yeah. yeah, I lived in Australia for three and a half years. And during that time, um, I was in charge of auditing our suppliers. So that made me travel all around Australia, Asia, and a little bit of North America. And that's how I fell in love with travel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, yeah, um, I was very lucky to have this experience and open my mind um, thanks to a, a classic job. <laughs> yeah. And then for the business, actually, it was not. It did not start as a business. Uh, I was um, I was just frustrated not to be able to find the information I wanted on the internet when I was planning my own travels and I thought, well, now that I've done the trip and I've, I'm back, maybe I should write about it so that people can find the information I would like to find. And that's how I started my first blog in English. Um, and it was back in 2013, but it was never to make money. It was just a fun hobby, you know, on the side. <laughs> And uh, actually, uh, it became a business only in 2015, two years later, um, because I uh, I wrote about my trip to Iceland and loved it and wrote a lot about it. And I started getting more and more readers and people, you know, uh, thanking me for the information and enjoying the way I was writing the information. And I thought, well, you know, I don't like travel guides that we find in shops. I think they have 10,000 locations, no pictures. And after reading it, you still don't know where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> At least for, for, for me, I know some people love them. You know, you need different types of book for different type of people. But I was thinking maybe other people are like me and they don't like them. And maybe I should write the travel guide I would like to find before my trip. 
And that's how I, I wrote my very first travel guide and my blog became a business. <laughs> Amazing. So do you still have the blog today or is that now zigzag road tripped? No, that, that's, that's the, the, the main blog. So the English version of it is zigzag honors. But later I started the French version, which is Zigzag Voyage, and the German version, which is Zigzag Reisen. Uh, wow. I decided to create three different websites. Incredible. And tell us about Zigzag Road Trips. So this is a business that came, that blossomed out of your blog. What exactly do you offer for anyone who hasn't heard about it? Okay, so um, basically for each destination, I have a collection of free articles. Um, between 15 and 40, depending on the destination. So a lot more than many bloggers who write only three or four articles per destination. And so it's, it's a lot of details already for free to help people plan their trip. Uh, but I'm also uh, adding, you know, affiliate links. Uh, so affiliate marketing, when I recommend hotels or car rentals, or um, tour, organized tours. And for in each article, I also mention my ebook. So for each destination, I write a travel guide and I explain how it can help them with the planning of their trip. Right. So are you, so for the guides that you're creating, those you are selling. So there's the ebook, but then also yep. the, the digital guides. Well, uh, that's the same. Yeah. Oh, it's the An same e-book. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just on your website now and you've got such a huge, I mean, you cover so many different areas. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, in, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, so what kind of content are you including in each of these guides? So in, uh, on the articles, I have uh, three types of articles. I have the listicles uh, with, uh, you know, for example, the best place to see, the best beaches, uh, the best uh, towns or villages uh, in a country. Then I have the planning articles, so how to plan a road trip, because I'm mostly focusing on people doing road trips, um, how, where to stay and how to drive, you know, more you know, practical things. And then I have articles that, have, um, that are more location-oriented, uh, so I, I detail everything you know even telling people if there are toilets how big the car park is and all that you know because uh, i'm i'm targeting a, a user that is enjoying road tripping that wants to see as much as possible and who loves planning in detail before the trip and in the ebooks um so you can find some of that information that is the same but it's it's organized in a way that help with the planning. And I draw simplified maps that uh, allow the, the user to you know, group locations per day. So it, it's easier to plan the trip. I've, um, I have pre-selected my favorite spot so they don't get 10,000 locations. It's uh, between uh, 100 and 200, you know, and, and it's all with dots so that they can, you know, pack or group them uh, every day and simplify the planning and make the most of their time. That's fantastic. And how, 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 have, you, how have you done the research? Talk us through that process. Do you plan out the kind of guide you want to create and then go and visit the country and essentially do you know, follow your own guide and, and pick up more information that way? Or? Yes, exactly. I, I do a lot of research uh, beforehand. I spend a lot of time zooming on Google Maps <laughs> and, you know, looking at a ton of pictures, ton of reviews. 
so that I can already, you know, skim a little bit the quantity of places. Um, and then I go, I travel, and I have very, um, very long days <laughs> because I want to cover as much as possible. And even if it's raining, I'm going because, you know, I have to see everything. And based on that, I will add location, I will remove location that I didn't enjoy, and I will add all the practical information that you can't always find, like, you know, the what I was telling you about toilets and car parks and how easy it is <laughs> and the number of steps also sometimes uh, stairs um, for people because uh, my I, I know I, I so often travel with my parents and uh, my mom has bad knees and I, uh, people are often thankful that I am included including how difficult it is uh, to reach a place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much essential information that can be included and that is often missed out, especially when someone is covering a, a very wide region rather than getting really specific. So mm -hmm. so that's great. How did you get people on your site to begin with? Were, were many coming from your blog or how, how are you getting eyes on your products? So it's with all the free article that I'm writing uh, and I'm doing SEO, so search engine optimization. So uh, basically, when people search for location on Google, they arrive on my website. Um, I naturally, I actually discovered naturally when I was writing about Iceland that I kind of write for the algorithm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I'm very structured. I organize information. That's what I love doing. So it, it was helping the algorithm find um Find, understand what my content was about and it was showing it to people. So yeah, it's almost only SEO. Um, I was doing Pinterest, uh, but because they've, they've now, they are now a public company, they've completely changed their strategy and they followed the model of Instagram and not the one of Google. So they're keeping people on their platform and not sending people <laughs> to websites. Uh, so I, I kind of stopped working on that. It, now a waste of time in my opinion and yeah it, it's it often make people laugh but I'm a travel blogger who is not active on Instagram <laughs> it's very unusual it's true Instagram seems to be the go-to platform for a lot of bloggers um, but I yeah. love that you've gone down a completely different route yeah it, it's very strategic because uh, first I don't like Instagram <laughs> and because my strategy is, is to find people who are already in the process of planning and looking for very specific information, they are not really on Instagram. They're, they're searching. They were searching on Pinterest. They're searching on Google uh, and um, Instagram. So I know I'm closing myself to free trips or being invited by destination, but that's not my business model. So those people um, want a big Instagram following uh, because they are targeting people that are still deciding on their destination. And I'm targeting people that have decided and are planning their trip. Yeah, super interesting. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your SEO strategy and just any tips that you might be able to share. Are there any tools that you use and, and any you know ways that you've done it that seem to work particularly well? Uh, I don't think I'm doing anything special. I'm uh trying to write as detailed as possible of an article you know being as useful as i can uh, do, you, do I, you do keyword research before oh yeah absolutely beforehand? okay yeah yeah but but not entirely it um 
I will go for small keywords. If I want to write about a location, I will write about a location, even if not many people are looking for it. And sometimes those articles, even if I don't get many people on it, those are very specific readers. They are looking, they are planning, they are looking for something very specific. So they are more likely to buy my ebooks because they are planning in detail their trip. So sometimes the big keywords, they attract a lot of people who will not be interested in my ebook. Um, but yeah, I, I've learned that it's very important. It kind of changed from the time I was not aware of SEO and then I learned about the SEO keyword yeah, became very important. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, so you, so you have articles on your website that are essentially, you know, free blog articles, and that's how you're drawing people in. And then you yeah. sell these eBooks, um, PDFs of road trips or different guides, detailed guides of places. Yes, exactly. Very interesting. And what's the price range for these eBooks? Does it vary, or do you have a fixed? Yeah, it's uh, depend depending on how big it is. Uh, it varies between uh, nine euros uh, for the smaller one for Santorini uh, to 30 euros for the big one about New Zealand. That's incredible. Okay. But the, the average is around 20 euros. Okay. That's, I mean, considering how much some travel books cost in stores nowadays, I think that's a really reasonable price for such a detailed guide. And, and many of my customers tell me that it's so much more useful than the book they buy. So yeah, they, they yeah, nobody complain. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you. My husband and I are moving to Scotland uh, in January, uh, <laughs> and I'm I think I might be downloading your <laughs> Scotland road trip guides. They look great. What what kind of sales are you doing at the moment? Um, so you do you still work in your the your original job, or are you doing this full time now? No, no, I I'm switched to full-time in 2016. Okay. Uh, so um, I was not yet making full-time income, but, um, you know, life happened. Uh, my brother passed away suddenly. And then when I came back from grieving with my family, my new boss that was appointed just before it happened, had lobbied to cancel my project. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, I left. Um, we decided, we agreed, and uh, I left. And I said, well, instead of finding another job, I was making a little bit of money, you know, with the first few books. And I was thinking, let's try to make this a full-time business and started working on it full-time. And after one year, I was making enough to live or good income. And then it, it grows, it grows, uh, sorry, it has grown from there. <laughs> Incredible, really incredible. So, how many how many ebooks are you selling a month? Would you say, or does it vary a lot throughout the year? Well, with COVID, it varies a lot, yeah, <laughs> and it varies a lot uh, throughout the year. So, the the lowest months are um, uh, November, and uh, yeah, November is the lowest months, and the higher months are July and August. Um, but it it restarts in January and just grows and grows. Um, March and April, a lot of people are booking. And then uh, July and August are more the last minute people wanted to know where they're going to <laughs> during their trip. So um, in normal time, uh, even you know this year during the few months, I'm around between, it, it varies between 100 and 200 books. Wow, that's incredible. Really incredible. 
are a lot of these return customers or are these people finding you for the first time? I, I have return customers, but I, I, I don't really look at my statistics on that. <laughs> but um, I know of a few customers who bought, you know, three or four different locations because they enjoy the style of the guidebook. Um, but it's mostly new new people finding me through the blogs. Incredible. And so you've got your income stream coming from sales of the eBooks. And then you said you also have affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, in 2019, pre-COVID, it was half of my income from eBooks and half from affiliate marketing. And now, because I've been doing a lot of work on my old articles, uh, it might, it's mostly 40 eBooks, 40% eBooks and 60% affiliate marketing because I've improved my work on affiliate marketing. <laughs> nice. And I do you work with, because I've, I've never done much affiliate marketing, but I know mm-hmm. that there's some kind of umbrella companies where there's a lot of different brands within that. No. You work exclusively with specific brands? Yes, the, the one I use myself. So I personally use Booking for my hotels. Uh, I enjoy their platform, so I recommend hotels on, and accommodations on booking. I use Get Your Guides for tours. I use uh, Discover Cars for rentals um, um, because I enjoy their platform. So that's what I, rec- I recommend. <laughs> if I were not using them myself, you know, I wouldn't feel as comfortable. Yeah, good. I, know, I think that's an issue that a lot of... I have that as a consumer of travel information online is there's always that worry that people are just recommending a place to get that affiliate commission that they've never actually visited it or they've never used it so it's reassuring whenever I hear that someone has actually recommended (laughs) something that they've used (laughs) Uh, for I must admit that sometimes I list I list hotels uh, that I have not stayed in because I can't stay at every hotel uh, but what I do actually in most of my article first it's mostly I recommend I, I put a link to the best rated hotels in a, in a town and people can choose based on what they based on what they like you know if they like a hotel if they like a rental um, I just create all the filters so that they directly see the best rated one uh, by customers and uh, sometimes I will list example of well-rated uh, accommodation. So I will say, for example, you can find this hotel, but I'm not writing that I'm staying there. You know, it's just examples that, uh, and I do a lot of research. I check all the comments to make sure it's a good place to stay. Uh, how many how many articles are you producing each month and how often are you putting out new eBooks? Um, well, I do two, mostly two trips per year. So it's two new eBooks. Um, because it's a lot of work to write all these articles and all these ebooks. I'm, I'm very late <laughs> on my articles. Uh, the ebooks are all done, but yeah, I'm late with the article. Um, I have a long list. So, um, yeah, two per year. And how many articles per month? Uh, I don't know. It will vary between 10 and 20, I think. But I have to write them in English, French, and German. So Wow. That's a lot, though. That's a huge number. 10 to 20 a, a month is impressive. Yeah, well, I, I know I have my process, so it, it goes fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and talk us through that process. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear more about that. Yeah, so I've now that I've written that many articles, I, I have my structures. I know how I like to write my articles. 
So first in the afternoon, when I'm less focused, I'm more of a morning person. I will create create the structure of each article and include all the pictures and all that. So, you know, the big, the each section, I will define each section, what it will be about. I include the pictures and it's all ready to be written in, on another day. So we'll do three or four in a row. Uh, like yesterday I prepared, what did I prepare? I prepared uh, about Mallorca, uh, the best viewpoints, the best uh, beaches and uh, where to stay in Mallorca. I just, you know, created the section and and in the morning when I'm fresh and that's the best time for me to write, um, it's already, you know, I don't have to think about, okay, where do I start? I know already the section and I can just go for it and start writing. So I do that in the morning and normally I finish an article in one morning um, in, in English and then I translate it to French. Um, except if it's a... A very difficult one, like where to stay in a place. It's a very difficult article to write, so it takes me two days. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, and I write around 1,000 words to 1,500 words per hour. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, it's always the same style of writing, you know, the same style of information. So, and because I've actually been to the place, it's not that hard to write. You know, when you when you have travel bloggers writing about places where they have not been, it's very difficult to write. Absolutely. <laughs> and do you have a content calendar? Do you have a schedule that you're, or do you plan out what you're going to talk about, you know, a month in advance? Or do you just wake up and say, okay, today I'm going to work on this? And Okay. Um, every time I come back from a trip, I have a list of articles I want to write. So I will list all the, you know, in my three categories I mentioned before, uh, the listicles, the planning uh, articles, and the location articles. I create that list, and then I pick, you know, I want to work on that one today, or I'm inspired by that one on today, this day. And I will switch with writing, translating, and updating old articles. And are you taking a lot of notes when you're on these trips or do you just jot down that, that this would be a good idea to write an article on this? Um, I, I take a lot of pictures that makes people laugh because I take pictures of the car park, I take a picture of the entrance gate, I take a picture of the toilet. <laughs> but it, it's easier for me then to remember everything. Mm -hmm. Then I take also notes, uh, but I will yeah, take picture of everything. Uh, so it's very visual and I can recollect everything uh, easy, it's easier for me. <laughs> really fascinating. I just love that you are a travel blogger who's decided to shun Instagram and <laughs> go down this completely different route. It just, it's so nice to hear that this is an option because I'm another yep. person who is not a huge social media fan. And it, 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 that feels like a barrier to actually do some of this work that I would find interesting, but I just struggle with the social media side of things. So that's yeah. absolutely amazing. I, I, I did everything backwards, you know, people are laughing <laughs> because normally a travel blogger, the first thing is they try social media. And then when the blog starts doing a little bit, the the first monetization system is ad advertisement. And then it's affiliate marketing. And maybe later down the road, it's a digital product. And I... <laughs> I did it without social media, and my first monetization was a digital product. Then I forget marketing, and I'm not going to have ads on my website. 
<laughs> I whatever the, the money can bring me, I, I I don't like them. I don't appreciate mindless consumption. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not having them on my website. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Absolutely. Uh, what's happening with your the travel blog that you initially started with? It, um, does that make does that bring in much money as well? That's the same. That's the oh. that's the English one that I started in 2013. Right. Uh, it, it's just that you know the umbrella business is, is zigzag road trips, but the English website is zigzag on Earth and then zigzag where zigzag horizon. So yeah, but I still have some old contents without ebooks and all that when I was trying to find out what I'm doing with that blog. Uh, so I'm not promoting that content. It still lives on my blog, but not promoting it. Uh, okay. Yeah, for really focusing now on road trips. And I, I have fi- found my ideal reader who yeah. I'm writing for. Yeah. And road trips are bigger than ever now with COVID. I think that that's, a, that's an aspect of the travel industry that seems to be flourishing where a lot of other areas are, are still struggling. Yeah, some of it, but yeah, I I haven't covered of the US yet. So, but I think in the US it's doing really, really good. Yeah, mm. very interesting. Um, any? Do you have any advice for people interested in trying to start their own travel business someday? Uh, maybe things that you you think worked particularly well for you, or things that you would have done differently if you could do it over again. Just in your experience. Um. Yeah, I, I I I love the way it happened, except the death of my brother, of course. But um, I I wouldn't change anything about how I've grown and how I've discovered. I love that I started not wanting to make money. Uh, I love that it has grown very you know slowly but steadily. Um, and that I've been learning a little bit every time, every year, improving, improving. I love seeing the progress. It's like, you know, having a, raising a child. I'm assuming I don't have a child. But, uh, <laughs> seeing it grow and grow and uh, being uh, more beautiful and with more content. And <laughs> um, So in terms of advice, I, I think the, the main one, especially for bloggers, you know, it's always focusing on find your niche, find your niche. And I disagree with that sentence. Uh, it's not about what you write, it's about who you write for. So uh, it's not finding your niche, it's finding your ideal reader. Um, and it's the same for businesses, who is your ideal customer? Because I could, you know, an ideal reader, you could write about um, motherhood and travel and, you know, can mix and think, uh, mix topics and uh, business, you can mix product as long as you're, you know, targeting the same person. So that would be my main advice. It's to find who is your ideal customer. I love that. I love the idea of not focusing or not getting hung up on the idea of having a niche, but just focusing in, because then it just comes naturally, doesn't it? Yep. If you have an ideal reader, then you've you've got a, some sort of niche, you've got an angle. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, beginning with the ideal reader or consumer in mind is mm-hmm. is brilliant. And it's it and and it's something that's very important. It's not focusing. It's not about you. It's about the person you're helping. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a better way to to plan something out. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and what about for the business going forward? Do you have any big plans? Any any goals that you want to try and achieve in the next few years? <laughs> um, no big goals. I I'm, I'm really enjoying you know what I'm doing. Adding new destinations. 
um, I'm targeting the US in the next trip, you know, if I'm allowed in the US, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I'm also branching out, you know, uh, of travel. Uh, during COVID, uh, travel was down. So um, I still worked on my travel blogs. You know, I did a lot of work on, on improving my old articles and it has paid off this year. Um, but I also worked on the, the sport blog that I've been wanting to do uh, for a long time. So now it's flourishing as well. And it's good because it's uh, bringing money mostly in uh, November, December and January when travel is slow. So mm. it's a good balance. And I'm looking at other subjects I would like to write about. So maybe reduce a little bit the travel side and, you know, work on other things. <laughs> Nice. And I guess the good thing is like once you've created this content, as long as it's well written, it can be evergreen. You can constantly be making money out, passive income coming in, I guess I should say. Yeah, that, that's what I love. I can travel for two months in a row and just answering a few emails and it's still running. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. That's what I love about this business. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, Claire, thank you so much. This has been such an interesting chat. It's it, your business model and your approach has been more unique to every other blogger that I've spoken to. So it's very inspiring. <laughs> thank you. Um, if, if people want to learn more about you or buy some of your eBooks, could you just repeat where exactly they can find you? Okay. Uh, more about me. I don't, I don't talk much about me because, you know, <laughs> um, I, I'm not uh, focusing on me on the website. So it, I, I've been pushing myself to do this podcast. <laughs> I'm not very comfortable. Uh, but if you're interested in looking at my ebooks, um, the easiest is to type zigzagroadtrips.com. And from there, you can find a link to my English, French, or German website, depending on what you need. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And I'm really not joking. I'm going to buy the Scotland road trip book. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. I, was re I really enjoyed being there. Thank you.